I'm Mehak Azmatella and this is Can't Get Enough. If you were a teenager between the years of 2005 and 2013, you probably had a crush on the same white boys as I did, or as anyone else did for that matter. Because this was a time when Disney and Nickelodeon pretty much decided the white boy for the month. They were churning out so many young white celebrities and so quickly that the path from Disney movie to teen tabloid cover pretty much solidified their status in our collective teen imagination. One of the biggest stars from this era though, and who are still going pretty strong to be honest, that embodied Disney and Y2K music and fashion in all its glory were the Jonas Brothers. So today we're going to be using the Jonas Brothers as sort of a jumping off point into this world. And my guest for today is someone who is a Jonas Brothers fan through and through, yes, but also a ridiculously talented musician and content creator in her own right, Heb. Or you may know her as Heb on the web. You've most likely seen her reels on Instagram tackling highly relatable topics in hilarious ways with super catchy melodies. But besides the Instagram stuff, she's also a beautiful singer and songwriter and on this episode has some amazing insight on what it means to be a Jonas Brothers fan and Y2K culture. As soon as I saw your Instagram regram, your throwback to your Jonas Brothers concert, I knew I had to talk to you about it. Yeah, that was at the O2 February 2020, so right before lockdown. It was like it was like my last big thing before lockdown. Was that the first time you saw them? That was my third time seeing them. First time as an adult seeing them. First time like since they came back, but yeah, I saw them once at the Pialop Fair when I was like 10 maybe, 9, um and lost my mind it was amazing and then i saw them again at uh it was called the jingle bell bash or jingle ball or something like that like like a christmas <gasps> kiss fm <laughs> i saw them there oh my god the jing that's huge those are always so good it was amazing they were like a whole bunch of performers there was like blake from american idol the guy who like beatboxed and sang at the same time like he performed <laughs> Julia snapshot into that era. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was peak American Idol. Right after that I think they went full country. <laughs> Didn't they? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That was like when they were still trying the alt people. It was like Blake and Sanjaya were like the talk of the town that year. I mean these names, these names are just transporting me back to a very very specific time in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you call yourself a Jonatic? Is that a term that's still being used? I don't think I've ever heard that before. A Jonatic. I don't know if I've ever heard that. But maybe not. Okay, so how, tell me tell me how it began. When you said you watched Jonas Brothers at 3 gigs before, what stages of these Jonas Brothers were, was this? <laughs> so I first like discovered them. Disney Channel, you know, has so much money that they don't need to advertise anything outside of Disney stuff. So <laughs> I was just like watching a That's So Raven episode, I'm sure, or marathon. and year 3000 came on during the commercials the music video and i was just like who the fuck <laughs> is this like lost my mind and they played it at like every single commercial break i became absolutely obsessed with that song and with that music video and i was like i i don't know who these people are but i like i love them i think i'm in love with like all three i'm in love with all of them and then i saw them at the pialop fair probably within like a year of that like so it was like right when they first started coming up on Disney Channel so I saw them super early Joe still had his like flat hair down to his and then like the headband 
the going around his forehead that I just thought was so hot. <laughs> and then Nick had his curly hair. That's when I first saw them. And then I saw them a couple years later after they're like, after two more albums came out or something like that. I was in middle school at that point. And then I got to high school and I was going to see them again. But then that's when they broke up. They like scheduled a tour and then broke up. But even by then I kind of started falling out. I could feel myself slipping away from the fandom a bit. I just, I wasn't as into it. I don't think I ever bought my tickets. I just kept talking about it. Mm. And yeah. also I think it's because that's when the way we consumed media also started to change. Like when you said you were watching That's So Raven and there was a musical guest, like <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore besides like SNL. And even then you have like a three months heads up about who's going to perform and they're already incredibly famous people. But right. like, remember when we could watch Nickelodeon and we'd watch like our comfort TV shows and then there would be a musical guest who you'd never seen before. It would always be like a bunch of cute boys. <laughs> yes. And then and they, they came on like Hannah Montana, I think, on like a crossover episode. It's like it's like Disney decides who you're going to love and they just they're like this is your next obsession and I will make you I will make you obsessed with them no matter what I will force them down your throat you will love them and I was just like okay yeah as ridiculous as that sounds that sounds like the only form of like capitalistic mass manipulation I'm okay with mm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah it's like yeah you right you right <laughs> yeah you have a song called the Jonas Brothers are hot yes uh, let me just say it's one of the most catchy things I've ever heard. <laughs> it should be like a like a fangirl anthem because I feel like it encapsulates like all the moods of being uh, of, of standing a celebrity or a group. Right, yeah. Because you go from like affirmative, Jones Brothers are hot, like you can't deny it, to uh -huh. kind of defensive, <laughs> like you're suddenly <laughs> defending them and like protecting them from like any form of criticism. And then you're like, just like the sad realization of but this is our relationship it's one dimensional nothing can yes. ever happen <laughs> yeah it's like i would kill for them they also don't know who i am but i would but don't you badmouth them because i feel like everyone who i've spoken to who's been obsessed with a celebrity or like a super group has that exact same relationship mm. why do you think that happens is it the capitalistic mass manipulation is that what that is what is it I, like humans love putting other people on pedestals and like uh, like unattainable people and sometimes I think about if aliens came down and they were just like so what do you people do here I think of like Ariana Grande shows specifically that just like this small woman on the stage <laughs> with like <laughs> and she's always in like these like colorful geometric like see-through pink plastic skirts and then like sparkly brought like it's just so confusing and then like a high ponytail that's just like perfect and then just like 20 25,000 people screaming after this one person like it is so strange what we do like I love it I love being a part of it and like the energy and the crowd feels so nice and then when you meet other people who are also obsessed with that person and then it's like everyone gets really stoked if there's the smallest connection like mm. oh yeah my my mom's best friend's co-worker cut their hair once seven years ago. And it's like, holy shit, what? You, you know, like just, them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you basically kiss them. You're basically yeah. dating. You're, yeah, you're married. Yeah, it's like a weird human thing. Especially in her most recent era, which has been like super holographic. What's the mm. word? Um, oh, it, iridescent. Iridescent, yes. Yeah. This highly iridescent era. I totally stole your word. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's so surreal. Mm-hmm surreal especially considering starting she she was a disney she was nickelodeon victorious was on nickelodeon yeah i think so
That was like just when I was coming out of it, though. Like, I don't I didn't really watch Victorious, but I mm. knew who the girl with the red hair was. A star. Yeah. 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 She's like, <laughs> who is that? She's going to be big. She's the, she's going to be a star. I feel like that's so sick because how many Nickelodeon and Disney stars tried to break into music? Like I can I can name so many of those um, Disney Channel commercial break songs that they just like decided you're going to listen to. But like how many of them were good? Ariana Grande was exceptional. Like whether or not you like her music or not, it's like she is exceptional. And she she's like such a great performer. She is the epitome of a pop star, like pop star. The definition in the in the dictionary should have a picture of her. She's a pop star and she does it very well. Yeah. How old is she? I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it always depresses me. <laughs> the thing you said about having some sort of association with the celebrity you're into, like, uh, like two deg- you're two degrees away from the Jonas Brothers, aren't you? <sighs> yes. <laughs> it's like frustrating how close I feel to them yet so far. <laughs> um, my brothers, both my brothers have met them on multiple occasions um and it breaks my heart every time the first time i think was before the jingle bell bash um my brother ty won this competition or something where you got to go meet the jonas brothers and jordan sparks i like literally cried when he told me i was like can can you bring a guest and he was like no i'm sorry it's just me i like sobbed i was so bummed but he said they were hella cool um they like complimented his outfit or whatever and like had a conversation they said jordan sparks was a little standoffish but the three of them were like all super cool and like chatted to him and i was like great that's the end of me ever being associated with them that was nice and then years later uh like three years ago my same brother ty went to rome and he was on the uh, zoolander 2 set helping out with some stuff and i think joe jonas was in that and they ended up hanging out in rome together like just the two of them for like eight hours they like walked around they were being tourists. They were just chilling. They were pals. That sounds like a Hannah Montana movie. Like Hannah Montana goes to Italy. Yeah. <laughs> like the Lizzie McGuire movie, like how it yes, should have been. That's exactly what I was <laughs> yeah. thinking about, actually. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So that that was painful, but also very exciting because it means I was a bit closer. But for people who don't know who your brothers are, <laughs> they might want to know why your brother was on the Zoolander set. Yeah. So... <laughs> I have two twin brothers and they both do music. One is named Ty. He goes by Lofile. He's a producer. And at the time he was working with Skrillex and um, Skrillex like kind of wanted him to be a part of his camp and uh, just kind of flew Ty around with, with him wherever he went. And Skrillex was in the Zoolander movie. So he just went out with him um, and yeah, just kind of like jet setting around the world and that kind of thing. And then my other brother, Sky. He is a bassist and he played bass in a band called Issues for quite a while. Um, they kind of dissolved over the last year and then now he plays bass for 21 Pilots. So he's also kind of dissolving. And then also he met, I think it was Nick or Joe was backstage at one of his shows because they knew the the headliner or something like that. And then he was like, hey, you hung out with my brother in Rome. And Joe was like, oh yeah, I remember him. And I'm like, why have you met my brothers and not me? I mean, it's meant to happen. I feel like just trust the process. Yeah, the universe is getting us closer. Yeah, it might take a couple more trips to Rome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A couple more Zoolanders later. Yeah, I'll just keep hanging out by the Coliseum. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Waiting patiently. (laughs) Naked. (laughs) 
gosh. <laughs> yeah, but back to your song, the Jonas Brothers are hot. How how did it happen? Hmm. Well, I always write about things I feel really passionate about that day. So I must have been having one of my high days. Actually, you know, I think when I put that one out, that was only a couple months after I saw them. So mm. I always get a resurgence of love for an artist when when I see them live, which is always kind of feels a bit backwards because it's like, yeah, I love them before the show. But then when you see them live, you're like, oh, my God, like this new obsession has formed. And then you go home and then you really listen to the music. And then you're like, damn, if only I listened to all this before the show, I would have been able to sing along more or I would have known all the lyrics. So then you want to see them live again. Yes, it's a cycle. Yeah. I hate to admit, but some artists, like I haven't even like listened to like their f- latest full album that they'd probably be promoting on that specific tour and I'd still go for the gig. And then yeah. during the gig, because it's such a distractionless, concentrated version of their music with lots of other people who are hyper involved in it, it's just like a shot to the system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as soon as you leave, like that's all you're thinking about and you're like, oh my God, that song was so good live. And yeah. every time I listen to that song later on in the shower or when I'm cooking, I'm like, oh shit, I wish I watched this live. I did, but I wish I watched right? it now. <laughs> Yes. And it's like, it's like, oh, now it's hitting different. It's like, it's making me feel things. It's making me remember that night. And it's like, yeah, if only I could just, can you guys just play a city twice with like two weeks in between? So like this new obsession can start. I can manifest it for a couple of weeks. I can, I can stoke that obsession. Yeah. And then, and then come back. Yeah. Schedule your gig around my thought process. Yes. Is that doable? I mean, if the both of us are thinking like this, everyone else must be thinking like this. So it's for the masses. I mean, that's probably why a lot of people book, bo- like if there's two gigs in the same city, they try to book tickets for both. Because mm. the first one, you're like, it's too euphoric to pay attention to. And the second one, you're right. like, oh, I know what's coming. I can prepare myself for this. Yeah. And you're telling all your friends like, yeah, this is the part where, they- yeah, I-, I-, I knew they were going to do that because I've-, I've seen it before. Yeah. And also, it's the perfect amount of time to have like your camera ready when you need it. Yeah. So you don't yes. end up recording an hour's <laughs> worth of videos you're never going to watch again. Yes. And no one on your Instagram stories wants to see, but you posted anyway. Nobody. Nobody. I I really try hard at gigs to not get too caught up in my phone and stuff. Like a lot of the time I won't take, Mm. I'll take like a single picture and I'm like, cool, that's it. Like, cause I just really want to be like, no, I just want to enjoy this moment. I I don't want to get, I don't want to be staring at a screen. I don't want to see the concert through the screen. But luckily this time going to the Jonas Brothers, when you're married, you can drag your husband along. And he took loads of videos for me. So I got so many clips. There's like one in particular that I watch when I'm like feeling sad of Joe doing a little run and it just, my body melts. And I'm just like, thank you so much, Fred, for filming all this. This is so nice. I like their new music and I'll listen to it, but so much of it is for nostalgia. Like so much of it is like them playing Year 3000 and Hold On and Love Bug, like stuff that reminds me of being a sexually frustrated 13 year old who like didn't know what was happening to my body when I like listened to this music and then like seeing them as as an adult and like being able to be drunk at a Jonas Brothers concert. It's like, I never thought that would happen. If I see them again, they're probably going to be promoting their new music, which is great. Good for them. Love the new music, but it's like not totally why I'm there. Mm. This might be a good time to segue into like a quick recap of who the Jonas Brothers are. Um, They formed in 2005 and then they had a few albums then and then after I think it was Camp Rock which is when they sort of transitioned from just being pop artists to being like celebrities in their own right like celebrities Mm. across more medium Um, and then after Camp Rock they split in 2013 
and mm. their reunion was 2019 which apparently they knew about before it was happening and it was a top secret because they were filming an Amazon documentary I think the documentary is what brought them to get to like form yeah 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 because they're filming it and they're like wait maybe we should like hang out again why did they break up um so I think I watched that documentary I had a watch party with my friends <laughs> and we all were like facetiming during it um they broke up I think it was just too much like starting when you're that young when they were all around maybe the age of like they, they were in their teens when they first started and then just spending all that time together and not really developing who they were separately and being thrown into like the machine that is Disney and then doing like a show called Jonas they like hated that I think it was just too much and then um internal tensions like the there's like a big thing about Nick kind of being a diva and kind of being the star and like demanding a lot so I think all that was just kind of coming to a head and they needed to go their separate ways figure out who they were individually and then have their own lives like they a couple of them got married and had kids and stuff and just figured out who they were individually and I think they didn't have any time to do that definitely would do a way better job of recapping who the Jonas Brothers are because mine was garbage can we do that no. question again <laughs> how would you describe in two sentences who they are in two sentences that was my first sentence no just joking <laughs> okay let's see they are three overly religious christian hang on let me restart this did not start how i thought it was gonna start <laughs> they are three brothers from new jersey who were raised in quite a conservative home who started doing music from a very young age and then they got thrown into the Disney machine and became young girls mm, obsession. <laughs> that was awful. Yours was much better. <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> I was I was on like a you going through my YouTube rabbit hole of the Jonas Brothers and I was surprised at how many songs I recognized like word for word. Mm. Paranoid, Love Bug. Oh yeah. Uh, burning oh, up, bug. obviously. Burning up, burning um, up. And then there was one song, uh, "When You Look Me in the Eye." What, what's yes. it called? Yes. When you look me in the eyes. Yeah. It's so good. Love that song. Oh, SOS. Don't. This is an SOS. Don't, don't wanna second guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good time when I feel like a lot of these bands used to perform like uh, on a prom stage, on a boat, on like. Yes. I don't know. On a parking on a boat. lot. Yeah. Why were there so many boy bands on boats? <laughs> you know what? With, with all those bands with like, I don't know if I, I call them like Hot Topic bands um, or like Warp Tour bands because like Hot Topic is where you would go buy all their shirts. I kind of stopped at Paramore. I, I discovered Paramore, became absolutely obsessed with Paramore. And then just kind of like, I was like, I don't need anything else. So I like didn't really go on to Good Charlotte or Panic at the Disco or anyone else. Like, this is all I need in my life. Haley is all I need. Back then when you were going through this phase of listening to music, hot topic music, as you described, where did the Jonas Brothers, was the Jonas Brothers a guilty pleasure or were they very much part of your uh, playlist? I did not feel guilty. Um, but people tried to make me feel, people, my brothers, tried to make me feel embarrassed about it. But I did not feel guilty. Um, I did get a little insecure about it sometimes. But if I ever found friends who also liked them, mm. it was like, it was just nice, like, finding someone who was equally as obsessed with someone that you, like, we should not be that obsessed with. But I think without them, I would have felt way more guilty about it. But my, but my brothers were definitely like, why do you like boys who look like girls and that kind of 
dumb stuff that like teenage boys Ugh. say. I have to give them, whenever I think about dumb things they said to me, I imagine them now as like 31 year olds saying it. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. They were like 14. So like they said dumb stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a problem when like a grown man is like yeah. judging your taste in music without even bothering to listen to what you're actually listening to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which happens a lot on the internet. Mm hmm. Throughout the entire like 2005 to 2013 Jonas Brothers timeline, it is incredible how they collectively managed to date pretty much everyone important to pop culture then. So yeah. they dated Selena Gomez, Taylor Swift. Did they date Demi Lovato at some point? I, I, th I think, I can't remember who did. I think Nick dated Miley Cyrus and I think Joe dated Demi Lovato. Yes, 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 yes. It's kind of weird because I looked up some pictures the other day, like um, ahead of this, mm. and it, like they're so young, and it's so weird to see like fifteen-year-olds in like the early two thousands dressed like that and like holding hands. It's just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's amazing how they pretty much dated everyone, every famous uh, personality back then, uh -huh. and. To the extent that I think I would say, like, knowing the Jonas Brothers... You can't know the Jonas Brothers without knowing, like, Y2K, American pop culture. Because right. it kind of comes full circle. Because you can't know the Jonas Brothers without knowing Camp Rock. Mm. You can't know Camp Rock without knowing Demi Lovato. You can't know Demi Lovato without knowing Selena Gomez. You can't know Selena Gomez yes. without knowing Taylor Swift. You can't know Taylor Swift without knowing Joe Jonas. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so it kind of comes full circle. And now they've sort of, like, become, like, family men and, like, proud monogamous yeah. partners to <laughs> that we know of yeah two three incredible yeah that we know of exactly <laughs> they are like super family men but i i also find it funny like just watching that they're all very different like kevin has been with danielle since they were teenagers mm -hmm. and if you watch that documentary he's like talking to her on the phone going to one of their first shows to like 50 people like talking to her and so they've been together forever i feel like he's the most like settled down like seeming with a whole bunch of kids and all that yeah. and then like nick and priyanka are married with no kids and then i think joe and sophie have a kid but they never post joe clearly has a type doesn't he who else did he date the tall skinny yeah. white blonde you know what okay i must be honest i get disappointed every time one of my white boy celebrities doesn't get with a black girl i'm just like I get that. Come on. Or even, I mean, yeah, I guess just like anything other than white. Yeah. I'm just like, wait, but that's so far from me. Like that's mm. so far from me. So it just puts the dagger deep into my heart. I think maybe like on a subconscious level, it's like if you see them with someone who does not look like you at all, it's like they fucking hate me. They think I'm ugly as shit mm. or whatever. So you take it personally. <laughs> I don't take it personally. I just immediately judge them. Like they're completely <laughs> like they're not as interesting to me anymore. They just seem like, ah, oh, right. okay, so of course you, yeah, that's so cliche. Like Jason Sudeikis is so funny and so nice as a television personality. But if you look mm. at the people he's dated, it's like Scarlett Johansson, Olivia Wilde, mm. January Jones. Damn, he's got like the top three, like like the, the big three. Yeah. I did not know he dated those three. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, Damn. Yeah, I don't know if he actually dated January Jones or if it was rumored, but are you really yeah. this like, ugh. Yeah, it, it bums me out a bit. Uh, Justin Bieber. I mean, but Justin Bieber, I feel like is an interesting one because when I saw he was with now Hailey Bieber, mm. um, 
I was a bit disappointed. But then also I'm like, oh, but you kind of, I don't know. I don't want to make judgments, but it's like, oh, you kind of have like leached onto black culture quite a bit. But like, it feels like one of those things where it's like, oh, I'll like take your culture, but like, but you can leave the people, you know, like I'll, I'll take what, what you give to me and like, I'll wear your chains and I'll like hang out with black people and like talk differently or whatever. But then like when it comes down to it, it's like, oh, but like I wouldn't like date one though, you know, like that kind of thing. It's actually insane how he still hasn't been canceled. I mean, <laughs> he, up until this year, I think he was like, he had braids and just. Oh my gosh. Just, like, like, how? How could you get it so I, wrong? How could you be. I kind of stand though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he does have a good singing voice. I, I sound like an old lady, but he does have a sing- good singing voice. And he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you come from a family who basically does has been doing music all their life uh you mentioned a bit about your brothers but your mom too has been Mm -hmm. a singer yeah so she was for most of my childhood a professional singer and she had like a couple albums most of her music was christian music and she would not like tour but she Mm. would go around to uh she'd get flown places sometimes to go like go sing at different churches and she played like quite a few big gigs and yeah it's like how she's just how she sustained herself for quite a while and then she kind of like threw my brothers and I into it and that's kind of how we all got into it did you know the Jonas Brothers did you know they came from a huge family of music before you started standing them uh not before I started standing them so as my like if I decided I was obsessed with someone I was like well if I'm gonna be a true fan then I have to like do my research like I have to Otherwise, someone's going to quiz me and I'm not going to know their birthdays and I'm just going to look like such an idiot. So I like started doing my research and saw that um, Nick did music when he was really young Mm -hmm. and was like in musicals. And he had like a Christian album out when he was like 12 or something. And I'm pretty sure I put it on my MySpace page. He has like a song about like angels or something like that. But other than that, I didn't realize I just knew that like, okay, Nick has been doing this for a while. Mm. Do you think there's any correlation between you having a family of musicians and you standing a family of musicians? Or am I just overthinking this? I don't I don't think so. I think I think I was going through puberty, didn't know what to do with these feelings. I I started having crushes on boys when I was like really young, but then was also raised quite conservative and like didn't know what to do about it or like what it meant or anything. Um and so I think when I like when I fell, I like fell hard. Mm. I like fell fast and hard and like became really obsessed with these boys and like had the J14 magazine and like the, what are the other ones? Like the pop, I can't remember what they're called. Like they're like these hella teeny bot magazines with like Justin Bieber on the front and like a collage of Jonas Brothers inside. And then like a giant full poster of Zac Efron, like that kind of thing. Mm. I don't even know how I got there. It was, I mean, yes. <laughs> so when you say J14, it's not a Jonas Brothers magazine. It's just like a no. It was a it was a magazine called J fourteen, and there were other ones as well, but they were all essentially the same thing. It was like Disney and Nickelodeon stars mm. and like posters of them. Mm. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, I was way more I think obsessed with white boys than I was with white girls. Like I had crushes on white boys, and then white girls, I was like, okay, like all my friends are white, and like I see a lot of you in the media. So then I became really obsessed with black women, um, like Raven Simone and Alicia Keys, like yeah. like hella stand them. Um, but then, yeah, when I would like go to a sleepover and we watched Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, I was just a bit like not that into it. And they, and they were all like, oh, my God, Blake, it's like, I was just a bit like, I don't really 
I don't really get it. N- didn't really get into Gossip Girl. Having favorite white boys. Let's talk about that quickly. Who's on the top of your white boy list? Uh, currently, Timothy Chalamet. Mm. I have this. Oh, my. Well, this is a podcast, so I was, I was going to show you something. What? Show me. <laughs> Can I grab? Go, it's just right here. Let me just grab it really yeah. quick. Wait. So I saw this Call Me By Your Name soundtrack at the record store, and it was 40 pounds. Is it vinyl? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's vinyl. Um, and this is like one of my favorite books of all time. It's two records, and there are so many pictures of him. <laughs> like, like, here's a scene from oh, the movie. That's a good frame. And then also look how pretty the record is. It's like <gasps> green and see-through. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So yeah, and I also, I don't reread books, but I decided after getting this and listening to it that I want to reread this book. Mm. Um, but yeah, Timothy Chalamet is at the top of my list currently, and he has been for the last probably year or so, and it's just getting worse. It's not like there's no sign of it leaving my body anytime soon. Actually, I saw him. Oh my God, I saw him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I went to New York for the first time in my life like two months ago. Mm. I was just there for like three days. And on my last day, um, I was waiting for the subway with my brother and everyone was wearing masks because COVID. And I saw <laughs> I saw this tall, skinny white boy and I was like, no, nope, nope, can't be. Nope. Was wearing a mask. So I like could not be certain. But he was with this woman and she looked like a little bit older. So I just looked up, I just Googled really quickly, like Timothy Chalamet mom. And the height difference was perfect. Her hair was the same color. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, is it him? Is it him? And then I was just staring at him, like willing him to take down his mask. I was like, please just take down your mask. And finally he did. He took it down to like scratch his nose just for two seconds and put it back up. And my legs like gave out from under me. <laughs> I could not believe. I went to New York for like 72 hours. And this man that I've been obsessed with that I know is from New York. I saw him on the subway. And we got, I didn't say anything because like I've met a couple celebrities and embarrassed myself and like don't really know what to say. And also I feel like as soon as you fangirl to their face, mm. you've like left possible friend territory. And I would right. rather, like I want to stay cool and like, like we're more likely to maybe talk and be pals if I don't ask for a picture right away. Dude, that's really good insight. Mm. Yeah. I've I've screwed up I've screwed up a couple times so just like I just try to play it cool so I didn't say anything and I'm like if it's meant to be it will be and then we got on the subway and I just saw him like looking at my outfit and I was like this is this is the best day of my life and then I got on the plane and went back to London and Pete Davidson was standing behind me and I was just like what is happening <laughs> <laughs> because Pete, Dav- <laughs> Pete Davidson's your number two isn't it no I'm not really obsessed with him I mean oh. I think he's cool but I'm not I'm not really I don't know. I'm not like that. Yeah, he's not. I'm not like that. He's not. I think because I see, I know the moves (laughs) he's making, so it doesn't feel like I'm not buying any of it. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I feel you. It's like what you you're trying to be crude and shocking. Yeah. And I'm meant to like be shocked and then find you more interesting. Yeah, like that kind of thing. I mean, Pete Davidson too. Like traditionally attractive white women. History of traditionally attractive white women. No. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah definitely yeah he's another one i'm like why are you not with a black girl yeah i mean your timothy chalamet encounter sounds like classic fan fiction like you run into yeah him. why yeah you run into <laughs> why on stories uh like you run into him on the subway you you basically met his parents you could tell people you met timothy chalamet huh? and his mom and his mom approves yeah yeah because <laughs> i spend so much time uh on social media 
uh, and just making irrelevant pop culture games. <laughs> I made a game for us today. Okay, great. And it's basically inspired by how much the Jonas Brothers are obsessed with their current wives and girlfriends and how much they talk about them <laughs> online. So I'm going to tell you a Jonas Brothers caption about their wife. And you <laughs> have to tell me which brother posted this. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, oh, wow. <laughs> um, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. How do you think you're going to fire? I, honestly, not well. I don't know if I'm going to do well. I follow all three of them mm-hmm. and I see them post a lot, but well, okay. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Cause I feel like Joe was more like lighthearted and joking a bit. Kevin is a bit more like my beautiful wife. And then I don't know. I don't know what Nick is like. Let's stop. <laughs> okay. First one. This is just for your information. This one is perfectly punctuated and in sentence case. Okay. 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 Um, happy birthday, my love. You deserve all the happiness in the world today and every day. I love you. And then there's a birthday cake emoji. Kevin. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm going to go with Kevin. And you are incorrect. That was, yeah, that was Nick. He was my second choice. (laughs) There's only three, so that doesn't really mean much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. Um, Okay. This one is simple. No punctuation. French me and like a smirking emoji. And the French is the French flag. Okay. Joe. Definitely Joe. Yeah. Positive. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I mean, if two of the three, like two of the three words in the sentence are emojis, it's probably Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Next one. Lots of punctuation here. Okay. Okay. Look at that leg. And then there's four exclamation points and then three like shocked emojis. I'm so lucky to have such a supportive wife. I love you. Kiss, kiss. And to all those who watched last night, you can't wait. We can't wait to see you on tour. And five exclamation points. It starts with look at that leg. <laughs> That's it. That's throwing me off. Okay, I'm going to guess Kevin again. Yeah, that's Kevin. Yeah. I mean, that look at that leg in the start just feels like you could have kept that to yourself. You could have just said <laughs> the- <laughs> it's just like such a random thought. Um, I feel like Kevin is like kind of the corny. Mm. He's like a, a bit more corny, a bit more like wholesome. Yeah. Won't really reference sex ever. And I feel like Joe will reference sex. Just that. I'm just thinking yeah. just sex. <laughs> they like posted a picture. Sophie posted a picture. Or maybe he posted it, but she was like taking a mirror selfie and he was behind him. He was behind her naked and her head was just in front of his his crotch and I screenshotted it sent to my friends and I said that's the closest I'll ever come to seeing Joe Jonas naked but I feel like he's the only one who would have post- posted that that's I don't true. think any of the others would have posted that I mean Nick does a lot of thirst trapping but it's usually just him it's usually just him like there was like a two minute IGTV video of him working out have you oh seen that God. and no it's like he's lifting like a freaking tire it's just like <laughs> like ooh, ooh. This is not going to sound good. Bro, they, they, ooh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they broke up and he did his own thing with like chains and jealous and all that and decided that he was just going to get ridiculously ripped. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Uh, lucky me. No punctuation. Nick. No. Joe, I thought you were going to well, get that one. I thought it was Nick being like lighthearted a bit. Uh, no, I feel like Nick's very wordy. Nick and Kevin uh. are pretty wordy. Um, okay. Last one. Okay. This is my favorite caption of all time, okay? Okay. My wife is Indian. <laughs> she is Hindu. 
and she's incredible in every way. She has taught me so <laughs> much. She has taught me so much about her culture and religion. I love and admire her so much. And as you can see, we have fun together. As you can see. Who is this for? <laughs> Obviously Nick. But that is so like who has a gun to your head? It sounds exactly like It is making like you that. write this caption. As you can see, I love my wife. And as you can see, we have fun together. Full stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have fun here. Thanks so much for coming today. Uh, if people want to see more of Head, hear more of Head, where can people find you online? Um, yes, so all my socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that, you could find me at Heb on the web. And if you want to hear my music, just go to Heb. And that is anywhere you listen to music, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, blah, 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 blah. And you have a new song that's just come out. I do. It's called Honeybee. And I love it. And um, other people might love it. And if they don't, it doesn't matter because I love it. It's really good. Thank you. It's a great morning walk song Ooh, yeah i can yeah i feel that i feel that and that's the show before you go just want to add that we now have an instagram page it's can't get enough.podcast you can find some behind the scenes there and a lot of pop culture shit posting i've also tagged it in the episode information just in case thanks so much for listening that's all for now bye